0: Buffaloes are frozen and the alligators must be chipped out. The winds of Thor, they blow so cold on this winter that has raised havoc on bass fishing. But we are the relief. This is the glorified version of a bass fishing talk show. Welcome to Stray Cass Outdoor Cartoon Television. Yes, it is time again, another Wednesday night. I'm your host, Pat Renwick and and the time has come and if you i just want to make notice right away that um because um our our producer made he actually made me change my wardrobe this week he 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 made me cha- yeah he made me change my wardrobe i actually have an official bass fishing hoodie on was that forceful yes yes that 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 happened that actually happened hey you look good pat well thanks yeah Yeah, thanks this is a bass fishing hoodie that i have on you look real nice yeah it's a bass fishing hoodie that i'm wearing uh (laughs) we got a big show we always have a big show every week you can count on the best in the bass fishing business to come hang out and screw around on this dumb show right here uh wednesday nights three wednesdays a month that's that's what we're we're contractually obligated to, three Wednesdays a month. Yeah, but tonight we got a couple of cup a couple of cup champs. Say that ten times fast. Couple a couple of cup champs. Uh, the 2016 Forestwood Cup champion John Cox is on with us tonight. Yeah, Mr. John Cox. Oh, there they are. Woo! Woo. 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 Look at that. And also, your reigning Forest Wood Cup champion, Justin Atkins, coming on tonight, too. OJA, Justin Atkins. Wow, I think they were louder for Justin. Yeah, I think they were a little louder for Justin. Um, He's a headliner. this, uh, This snow pilgrim over here to my right, what the hell is a snow pilgrim? I guess I am. Yeah, you are now a snow sure. pilgrim tonight. Uh, this right. this guy right here is my is my co-host. Uh, he's my buddy. He, he, I tell you every week he's a hell of a bass fisherman. You better watch out for him on the water, ladies and gentlemen. Say hello to the popcorn, Ryan Whitaker. You What's hear the, up? You hear the popcorn in the background? Yes, I do. <laughs> Snap crackle and snerd. Snap crackle popcorn. Right, popcorn. I'm to get my bearings here with, the, with, the, with the double duty. Yeah, here. well, you, and the reason you're double bootying in tonight. Um, <laughs> Uh, JP High cannot be here. He is actually at an urban development summit <laughs> this week. Um so he will he will not be joining us. He's uh, all urban. Yeah, he's he's at an urban development summit uh talking about urban fishing and and uh get in bringing fishing back to the streets of Chicago, to the sewers of Chicago. Yes. There's actually big brown fish in the, yeah, the underground
1: of Chicago. Riverway. Yes. Butterway.
0: But in all seriousness, that's a true story I just made up. And, and the real deal is JP is not feeling well. So um, private message him on Facebook and send him um, e-greeting cards. Yeah. Yeah, e-condolence e- cards. He really likes videos of cats. He does. Also. He loves cats, and he, and he likes Ned send Riggs. Send them over. So if you have pictures of cats and Ned Riggs, send those to JP. Hi, but – no fret. JP will be back next week. Hey, um, the guy over here producing the hell out of, out of his show, look how lonely he looks over there. Can you see him in the camera? You see how lonely he looks over there? You look like a little kid over there, Gigi. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, give it up uh, for the best damn producer in this room. <laughs> That's Andrew Ellenberger. Oh. He's the Ginger Ninja. <laughs> yes. Woo. Wow. Hey, uh, we had a great time at the um, at the Kokomo show this this weekend. It was great to see all the guys at, at, at from Bass University and and hang out with them and Bucky and everybody. And it was a great time. Um, just to, you know, we learned that Bubba likes whiskers. <laughs> Bubba does yeah, Bubba loves whiskers. Did I take the Bucky picture down. That's what Bill. That's <laughs> yeah, what did. Bill Lowen told us that Bubba loves whiskers. And I have a little tip of the week for you in the Bass Universe right now. Um, Do you see this bait right here? Can you see this in the cam? That is a PH Custom Lures plopping P. Just a little word of advice. You're going to want to get these because it's about to become the hottest bait on the planet. I assure you. Tip of the week, not a sales ploy, yet a sales ploy go ahead and get yourself some of these baits <laughs> while you can because they're about to go bye-bye. It's a dirty bird. <laughs> hey, speaking of bye-bye, we're going bye-bye for just a moment. Put the power poles down. When we get back, it's reigning Forest Wood Cup champion Justin Atkins right here on StrayCast. Don't you go nowhere. Step up your game. It has been said that professionals are only as good as the tools they work with. And Alpha Angler has developed the ultimate set of tools for you, the competitive angler alpha angler custom rods brought to fruition by the passion of master craftsman jake boomer and 2017 bass angler of the year brandon palanick alpha angler rods are custom made in the usa designed and engineered to be perfect alpha angler utilizes a very unconventional approach to making the very best bass rods from drop shotting to flipping alpha anglers focus is on building perfectly balanced tournament grade bass rods at an affordable price Join the Alphalusion today and purchase direct at AlphaAngler.com. Step up your game. AlphaAngler.com. The swim jig technique is one of the most successful ways to put fish in the boat. Time in and time out, bravani bait swim jigs are just the right tool for the job. Beaming with quality, the bravani swim jigs come in a myriad of colors, feature the best premium hooks and solid trailer keepers to give you, the serious bass angler, the confidence you need to accomplish your goal of putting more fish in the boat. So go to BrevaniBaits.com and start climbing the ladder to swim jig success. Taming the beast isn't easy, but the bigger your electronics, the more you have on the line. In conditions like this, you need the KVD Kong Extreme Electronics Mount. The only electronics mount designed and built to be rock solid, no movement, no matter how heavy your gear. A marine-grade mount for fresh or salt water that's monstrously strong. The KVD Kong Extreme Electronics Mount. oh yes welcome back to Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television I'm Pat Renwick Uh, this is Ryan Whitaker and right now we are extremely stoked to welcome the reigning FLW Forest Wood Cup champion let's give it up for Justin Atkins right here Woo! look at him look at you champ look at the champ what's going on dude
2: same old saying, Just getting ready to go to Florida.
0: I, I know. How's that good life, man? Busy. Been really busy. <laughs> You're running around like crazy.
2: Absolutely. You know, which that's a it's a good problem to have. I hope I have that problem every year. Yeah, absolutely, man.
0: <laughs> it's been uh, it's been I think it's been about six months since since we had you on on the show. I think right after you won the cup. Yeah. How is uh, how's life different for Justin Atkins right now? man it's you know
2: it's all good but it is so busy you know i've got a lot of um new partnerships this year and just getting things done with them and getting wrapped up you know contracts worked out and pictures taken and stuff rigged on boats and all that i mean it's just (laughs) it's been non-stop so um and you know i got started on getting my new boat ready in August, and it looks like it's still, it doesn't matter, it's going to come down to the last minute, I'm still getting stuff together and throwing rods in it and rolling out, so <laughs> some, things, some things are different and some things never change. Bassin'
0: ain't easy, we say it all that, the time on this show, man. You, no, bassin' is not easy. <laughs> it's not all rock star and glam.
2: No, uh-uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, see rap trucks and boats and think we just fish for a living, but that's definitely not the case you know was, the fishing is the uh, vacation days
0: yeah right. a- absolutely and and you i mean we see it all the time with guys that that come on the show there there is not really a rest period especially no. once you reach a certain tier of professional bass fishing like mike iconelli constantly working kevin van dam constantly working um your your buddy Jordan Lee, you know how it's been for him since he won the classic, and for you, Justin Atkins, I know as great as this is, and believe me, I am. I mean, I'm I'm not putting this down or, or meaning this to sound negative in any way. You are a blessed man. We need to make we we need to make that loud and clear. But that winning the cup. There, there is there is not a day that goes by I am sure in the last six months that you have not felt some sort of pressure yeah because yeah, of the championship sure. and that's and like I said a
2: minute ago I mean it's a great thing I hope I have that pressure every day for the rest of my life but I mean it, it definitely has you know there wasn't any um you know there wasn't any expectations before you know I won the cup and now that I have you know it's kind of um you know it's just raised the bar on you know some things i kind of have to perform on and that's not even you know fishing wise it has nothing to do with my fishing performance just promotion and you know other things and you know my sponsors be able to take advantage of this image i have right now and things like that you know it's it's all great um you know but it's it's definitely it's it's a lot of work and and appearances and things like that people want me to come speak to high school students or whatever it may be you know there's a lot going on and the other side to it is um i love to bow hunt so every (laughs) free chance i get that i'm not doing something fishing related i'm gonna go climb a tree so it's i've done something every day for the last six months
0: how's that weather affecting you in alabama there it's kind of rough um finally
2: today i just said to heck with it and um went and rode my boat for a little while just make sure everything was good and checking it all out and I managed to stay out there about an hour, and I look back, and my talons and that Evinner just had ice all over <laughs>
0: them. Well, Your face looking probably, a little crispy there, I can tell yeah, you.
2: Yeah, they've probably had enough. I'm going to take it to the house. So. <laughs> yeah, and my face definitely got windburned in about an hour worth of riding today. It,
0: it, it's rough out there, man. There's no doubt. You, uh, If if you look back... it. You've basically. I'm going to give you a little fact here about you that you yep. might not have done the math on here, but according to the FLW stats, you've fished 79 events with FLW. Okay, um, you've won a total of four hundred eight thousand dollars. Okay, plus four hundred eight thousand plus. Last year alone you won about 360,000 which is which is a nice chunk of it right there. Not a there. bad year. Not a bad year for Justin Atkins. And that's just that's
2: just tour statistics. Yeah. Um,
0: I want 23,000
2: in the All-American and then I want BFL for another 10.
0: Yeah, so not too bad. I mean, now no. if you add just those tour statistics together, you you're averaging about 5 grand per derby. That's not bad,
1: dude. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's not bad. Where's my studio those audience for five grand? For five grand a derby, yeah. for Justin Evans. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good hourly rate.
1: That, uh,
2: me and some buddies, we always we love to get on and look at those numbers. It's fun to look at people's statistics. Um, you know, not just FLW. We'll get on and look through bass guys, people that are long term, short term, whatever. You know, that's that's always a fun statistic to play through, and um, you know that's. It shows me fishing 79 tournaments, probably 10 of those are college tournaments that I couldn't win any money in, right, you know, right. technically. Um, the first two or three years I fished BFLs, I fished all them as a co-angler. Some of those are co-angler ever starts, you know what I mean? So, um, I, I I love that statistic. I hope I can keep it up with $5,000 <laughs> a tournament, but it really, it's we kind of laugh about it. It actually is a little bit better than that if you kind of took out some of the tournaments that... Didn't even have the possibility of, you know... Just right, saying.
0: You know, just right. saying. Right
2: there. Was, I, hey, like you said earlier, I've been very blessed. And it's, uh, it's awesome.
0: Here's Brian Thrift stats. six million two hundred and twenty-six dollars per <laughs> tournament for Brian Thrift.
2: <laughs> wow. Exactly.
0: What the heck is going on here? That's exactly right. <laughs> so... You, with this with this money that you won they say that winning a forest wood cup or winning a bassmaster classic is a million dollar paycheck maybe not necessarily um in a year's time do you feel that you and don't don't be humble here do, yeah. you, do you feel that you're on your way to that
2: yeah it's definitely it's unbelievable how much it you know it changes um you know and that whole million-dollar thing, um, that incorporates paying events to go speak at, working shows, sponsor deals. I mean, it you know, there's a whole lot to that. A lot of people would just think that you want a million dollars and or the next year you're going to get, you know, $500,000 worth of sponsorship money. Like, that's not exactly how it works. But um, it definitely helps with getting, you know, some larger deals and being um, – being paid to go speak and things like that over the course of a few years yeah it definitely adds up to being a large sum
1: of money it is what you make of it right i mean you could you could sure. honestly you could just walk away and go take a nap in your pile for of sure. money you know <laughs> and not do yeah. anything right yeah
2: that's exactly right so um you know that you know you it just it opens up a lot of doors and uh if you can take advantage of those doors that uh it helps a lot for sure
0: absolutely now what have you bought uh you and your wife nice there for the house with this big money what come on what'd you buy Uh, um you got to get some (laughs) toys dude i kind of think i bought me and her a
2: new bow we bought two new matthews bows and i've bought a mattress other than that i don't think i've bought anything what are you a
0: mattress and some bows (laughs) what the heck is wrong with
1: you justin you see where the priorities lie though
2: (laughs) Uh, i just uh i don't know heck i I felt like I pretty much had everything I wanted before then, so I'm I'm pretty low maintenance. I didn't even go buy a new truck. I started to do that, and I thought, no, ain't nothing wrong with the one you got. So, wow, wow!
1: Don't don't broke it!
0: Don't fix it! The I figured broke. I figured you got a private private jet and went and uh, and got her something <laughs> nice at Tiffany's in New York or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I probably should. I probably
0: should. Have, Valentine's Day is yeah. coming up. Yeah, and I just have go. to tell
2: everybody about all that money
0: I won one time and then I tell everybody how I spent it all. <laughs> hey, every, uh, every winter, you, we all, as bass fishermen, we get, we get new equipment. You know, I mean, that's kind of what we do as bass fishing freaks. We, uh, we get new stuff. It's kind of just it, whether you're uh, a weekend angler or whether you are a tour professional um what, what kind of new stuff did you get as far as fishing this year and what are you looking forward to, re- to really using out there
2: yeah for sure um uh you know this year i signed with pure fishing so i'll be using berkeley and avo and uh I got all my new Abu Garcia rods, and I've always used Abu Garcia reels. Um, ever since day one, I learned how to cast on a 5500C. Nice. And I've never owned anything other than that. And uh, let me tell you something a little side note if you can pitch down the bank using a 5500C and not backlash, that's when
0: you're a real pitcher. <laughs> you're all right, so, then.
2: <laughs> I screw up pitching a lizard down the bank and not backlashing a 5500. So. Um, you know, I'm using Abu's line of rods now, which is the Villain 2.0. That's um, really my favorite one out of the whole line that I've been uh, that I've been playing with, and uh, looking forward to using that. I'm going back with Hummingbird again this year. Those electronics are unbelievable. I absolutely love them. You know, that that was the key to me winning at the Forestwood Cup, and then the uh, BFL Super Tournament that I won. It was also a brush tournament. And, uh, I could see, you know, the fish and the brush piles that I wanted to fish and I didn't waste any time throwing the ones that didn't have fish. And I ended up winning that tournament. So that was really kind of winning the cup using those hummingbirds. I was like, man, it was awesome. You know, I could see them up in those cane piles and they were suspended up around them. But like this tournament, these fish were in four foot of water. These guys, that's a real, Rossmore, that's a real shallow lake. It stays kind of dirty. So fish don't get very deep. And a lot of the brush piles are in four to seven, eight foot of water which a lot of people, you know, have a hard time even side-scanning that shallow. Sure. And not only could I find brush, I could see the fish in four and five foot of water around these piles. And uh, so winning that tournament was really like an exclamation mark, like, gosh, these units are really bad awesome.
0: <laughs> and Brandon Palinic you know, told us the same thing, that he can tr- – and not a sales pitch by by any means for, mm-hmm. for Humminbird, but he, he credited – um, a, a big part of his his A O Y victory to that three sixty imaging mm-hmm. and and his ability to fish stuff that people didn't know was there. Yeah,
1: he's actually yeah. seeing fish in front of the boat. Y- yes, you know? yeah, that's exactly right, and that's
2: and that's what I would use like on those cane piles. You know, they were so hard to pick up. You'd see a faint shadow on that three sixty, but I was fishing like cedar trees and stuff that they had sunk at Ross Barnett. I could see them good on that three sixty. So it was shallow enough I could pull up. And get anchored down and then find it out there on 360 and make that first cast count, you know. And I was right in the pile, getting a bite or not getting a bite, and going on to the next one. And uh, so going back with, um, you know, hummingbird was just a no brainer. I was definitely going to do that. And um, this year I've changed. Uh, I'm running minco to Talons. I've been out there playing with them, dude. They're awesome. I love the fact that you can get 10 foot of uh, anchor ability for, like, a better terms, and you got a shorter package. Uh, they fold down, get out of the way. They're super sturdy. You know, I've really fallen in love with them. And uh, I'm running an Ebnerd e this year. And that motor, I run one in the All-American last year. And when I ran it, I was like, I kind of kept it to myself. I was like, man, this motor's awesome. <laughs> really awesome. <laughs> nice. And uh, I spoke with Ebnerd this year, and we uh, formed a partnership. And I've been out there running that one around, and I love it, dude. It's so smooth and quiet. It's like the next generation. You know, when you put the thing in in gear, it's just smooth it's got a almost like a gas pedal from a car you know as you Mm -hmm. press the gas it just accelerates it's so i don't know you just got to get in one and ride in it to feel it and it's super stout um in the all-american i was running you know that we had 520c rangers and i would um you know in practice the first day the boat run like 72 miles an hour with me and my partner full of gas you know (laughs) nothing in it and then after that i didn't really pay a whole lot attention how fast it was running until the last day and i had a partner that was you know a pretty big fella he was mid 200s had me i had my cameraman he had his camera and his stuff so that was you know he was a 200 pound guy he probably had 100 pounds worth of equipment live wells full of water and full of gas and everything and i was kind of like tripping a little bit because i was thinking man this boat's not gonna want to run you know and i had a follow boat but i was making so many stops on day two the cameraman was like can i just please stay in here and i said well let's just see how it's gonna do you know if the thing's gonna gonna run like 55 miles an hour like you're gonna have to just get out every time so i can run because i was making a really long run with all that weight and equipment in there, that Evanry would still touch that boat at 70.8. It wow. was unreal. It lost one mile an hour, and I bet I had 400 more pounds of stuff in it. It's just its crazy how it makes so much torque. It's the way they've got that thing designed. It makes unbelievable torque. And it's not that it's just super fat, you know, that much super faster on the top end than everything else. If you took two equally lightweighted boats... You know, a lot of them are going to run about the same, but when it really counts is when you've got a big co-angler. He's toting a bunch of stuff, and it's been raining, and that boat carpet's soaking wet. And yeah. your boat goes from being a 71-mile-an-hour boat to being a 63, 4-mile-an-hour boat. That evidence don't do that.
1: It's still a 70-mile-an-hour boat. God, all that stuff would sink my boat. <laughs> That's not standard, <laughs> Hey,
0: so I want to go – I want to backtrack a little bit because I know last time you were on the show, um, as you know, I'm, I'm sponsored by Pure Fishing also. And sure. I was telling you um, – I know you were using the SXs and the and the STXs. Do you got a chance to upgrade a little bit now to those new premieres, dude?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I've got a few premieres and um, right before Christmas, we, uh, me and a buddy went out on Pickwick. We had like a couple warm days. The water temperature was still in the you know high 40s, but it kind of climbed a little bit. It was running a little current. It kind of conditions lined up right, so we went out and threw a jerkbait around a little bit and. uh I was throwing my jerkbait on a 610 Villain 2.0, it's a medium, and I throwing it on that MGX, and oh my gosh, I was out throwing it like twice as far as he was. Sailing it. Just smoking them, you know. And I've I told you. I know. I, know, I told you. It. I've never thrown, you know, a jerkbait on an MGX, and the first cast I made with that one, I was like, oh my gosh, this is Unbelievable. You know, because jerkbait just doesn't weigh anything. That's something that's tough to throw, and it was yeah. we had some wind that day. So, it wasn't like it was just easy to, you know, go out there and fish, and we'd sail that thing a long ways out there, and would get it down to a little deeper depth, and we ended up catching 25 pounds that day on a jerkbait, and uh, it was it was unreal, you know, and I credited a lot to that equipment. I mean, I've never been able to fish a jerkbait that efficiently
0: it's the deal and and, yeah. and that's exactly what i use for my jerk baits and topwaters is that mgx but what mm-hmm. that that premiere and i'm going out on a limb here that yep. that new premiere is probably the best winding reel that i it have is. ever used for winding yeah. for winding baits dude mm-hmm. I mean, outstanding
2: yeah. Yeah, awesome out- i threw a uh i've actually i had one rigged up this year um i was throwing it on my eight foot uh I, you know, cranking rod a delay series eight yeah. foot, and I probably saw my Alabama rig on, and I was throwing that with That Premier. it just it is it's so smooth. I don't know. It's hard to explain, especially when you get something that weighs as much like an Alabama rig. And it's so cumbersome. A good smooth reel makes it so much easier to fish, and that premiere is awesome.
0: And and it's again, I'm not, I'm, I'm just stating stating facts here. I'm not trying to to sell reels whatsoever here. But the yeah. com- the common thing that you hear from a lot of people is. Okay, well, why would I get this um, ninety-nine dollar reel as opposed to a hundred ninety-nine dollar reel or a two hundred ninety-nine dollar reel? There really is a difference, especially, oh, yeah. especially. I mean, not not if you're just a, you know you're fishing once a month. That's yeah, that's definitely. okay. But if you're out there, you know, when you're and you're fishing, you know, four days a week or something, man, it's gonna it it. it it, pl- it pays its toll. You know, it's like yeah. it's g- like yeah. good equipment, a good tool.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. And, you know, and another side of that is, is, let's say, you know, I mean, you get what you pay for in life, hands down. And, you know, in, in that $99 real range, you're still getting a great product. That new Revo X is awesome.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: Um, you know, I mean, I got several of them, you know, to use this year. I had, uh, when they first come out with that reel, was in the testing process. They sent me, you know, something to spin reel and a casting reel, and I loved them. Um, you know, but you got, let's, you know, the MGX is a $300 reel. You was talking about, you know, that 299 range. That's great. But I wouldn't suggest that for somebody that's going to be, like, flipping, you know, or using braid. Then right. at that point, you do need something like an STX because it's kind of made to be beefier, which it's a little bit heavier, you know what I'm saying? It's a little bit heavier ounce real, but it's made to take that kind of abuse. So at the same time, you know, you get what you pay for, but buying the most expensive thing is not always the best, depending right. on what your task is going to be. You know, and those MGXs yep. and MGX extremes are so much more expensive, but the deal with that is, is throwing a bait like a, you know, a tiny crankbait in the wind when it's cold and you can't feel nothing, and you're throwing a bait, any of those kind of things... It's worth a hundred more dollars to be able to cast it and enjoy your day and your equipment working. You know what I'm saying? Because if you've got a reel that's not made to be throwing light baits and um, finesse type ta- tactics, you're throwing backlashes. You're casting, you know, the length of the boat, and you're just mad all day. And you go home, and you don't have a good experience. Or if you're fishing in a tournament, you know, you don't do well. and You don't catch the fish that you should catch. And um, you know, it's it's definitely you get what you pay for and uh and fishing equipment there's no doubt
0: right a- absolutely hey um how stoked are you for the 2018 season here at Man,
2: i'm fired up i you know like i said I've, I've kind of been in hunting mode lately and i was a little bit depressed when i had to climb down the other day for the last <laughs> time but when i put that boat in and fired that new route up today i was it kind of got my blood flowing so i've been rigging some rods and I'm gonna get the boat loaded up tomorrow, and we're gonna roll out Friday, and I'm ready to get it started for sure.
0: Nice. Hey, you want to do a little a little rundown of the 2018 season here? Yeah. All right. What you want to know? Yeah, man. Well, let's. What I'm gonna I want to get your opinion on these lakes, <laughs> and uh, you know, not necessarily what you you know. I don't want you to give away your juice yeah. here, you know, but uh, but tell me what you think the 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 predominant pattern will be. And, and and also how you're looking forward to these particular lakes and the the first stop on the tour uh coming up here next week next week uh on the big o uh that's the 25th through the 28th of january mm-hmm. talk to us talk to us a little bit about that justin
2: you know lake is so i mean it can be so fickle it can be so awesome but it can be fickle at the same time and um you know i think that's gonna end up being kind of a winding tournament really Um, what you're gonna run into is it's been cold down there and um we're gonna hit a warming trend at the end of this week starting all you know starting at the end of this week rolling all the way through the tournament and um i think the guy that's gonna catch them and do really well in the tournament's gonna be winding and covering some water and kind of finding fish that are pulling up and uh it, just as high as the lake is, I just i don't know I don't foresee it being a flipping tournament. A lot of those you know huge weight flipping tournaments that they've had back in the years past. The lake was pretty low, it kind of had all the fish sucked out, but sure. there was much water sure. in it. I think a guy that's you know going to be winding and covering water, whether it be a you know a, a grass pig style swim bait or a you know a chatter bait or whatever it may be. Um, I think a guy winding could do really well in this tournament. gotcha,
0: okay, interesting yeah interesting a lot of people are thinking flip right there yeah that's that's the norm <laughs> and then we're moving up to uh still in florida and of february uh going to the harris chain what are you thinking you sure?
2: about that yeah the harris chain i think one of three things and probably a mixture of a little bit of all would be really good um the first one is sight fishing bass i mean catching spawning fish that you're not sight fishing for which is you know, pitching the lily pad stems, uh, little lily pad points, things like that, catching fish that are spawning around the base of them, you're not looking at. You know, Chris Lane caught a huge bag there a few years ago doing that. Right. Um, I think that could be a player. Um, don't rattle trap will definitely be a player. And then actually looking at sight fishing bass is going to be a player. And I think the guy that can kind of incorporate all three of those would be your winner. Um, being in February, you're going to have some pretty – some pre, some spawning and possibly some post spawning fish. So there'll be a lot going on at that one. And I don't think there'll be one pattern that's predominant. Um I think you'll have to do a little bit of several things.
0: Gonna be a mixed bag.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I think so. The
0: old kitchen sink pattern. So now in March, you guys are going to uh Lanier. Sure. How are you feeling?
2: Um Go. That one's gonna be so it's just going to depend on the weather. Um, if we've had any rain and it gets anything colored up, you might can catch them cranking. Um, if it's not colored up, but it's on a good warming trend, you know, you might catch those fish shallow. But if it's not, if it's, you know, consistently cool or cold and that water's still down in the 50s, I think that one will get one out deep. You know, um, Hartwell's not very far away, and it fishes a lot like Lanier the air. Brent Ayler won it out deep right. you know, a few years ago, so I think that one... That one's gonna that one's gonna be real dictated by the weather, but um, it could definitely be one out deep. I
0: think. Wasn't he like pitching a senko? Like, well, that was it, at Smith. Oh, at that Smith was at Lake. Smith. Okay, yeah, yeah it mm-hmm. was like he was fishing a senko in like twenty foot of water or something.
2: Yeah, he had a nail weighted senko, and he would see him on his graph and drop to him.
0: Oh God! And,
2: uh, Talk about painful. And, uh, but when he was catching them at Hartwell, I think he was catching them on a football jig, you know, on a break somewhere. He had just, like, some normal deep holes.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Um, April, you go to uh, Cumberland. Looking forward to getting
2: back to Cumberland. I had an awesome experience up there this past year. Uh, got on a little deal that I can't share because I'm hoping it's going to play again. But it, uh, if the tournament had started a couple days earlier, it would have been unreal. The weather kind of messed it up, and it kind of just played out. Um but one thing about Cumberland, it, it should have been a sight fishing deal last year and we got the craziest cold front and rain and all that. It just completely changed that whole derby. I mean we were changing on the fly um, how we were catching them and I had to uh, kind of had to adjust with it. So I'm looking forward to getting back to there. I think you know if things line up and we don't get any crazy weather that ones you're definitely going to be looking at a lot of bass
0: in that one. Nice. Is that the one you're looking forward to the most? Mm, that one or Kentucky Lake? Okay, okay.
1: Uh, Cumberland's the one with the with the eighteen minimum for smallmouth. Is that correct. correct. Yeah. So that's exactly. a, i like I like that. The last year that was great. It's real dynamic. And you know what do you go for? for sure. Because for? you know be a, a lot, lot of guys get
2: hung up catching eighteen inch smallmouth, and mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to be able to get it. um Last year there was talk about getting it passed where we could keep fifteen inch smallmouth just for our tournament. And yeah. if they do that this year, you know that'll completely change the whole deal. But right. I was strictly largemouth fish last year to stay away from those smallmouths because the first three I caught were like seventeen and a half, seventeen and three quarter. <laughs> it always happens like quarter. that. And they're all like three and a quarter, three and a half pounders. I mean, they were good ones, but they weren't keepers. You know, and right. I just. Uh, I just I stayed away from them, so I'm looking forward to uh, getting back there. And I hope they keep it as an 18 inch minimum because I would rather largemouth fish and nice, but you know, let smallmouth
0: match those take guys right on <laughs> <laughs> Have it Smith Lake the end of April.
2: That one's going to be an unknown. Um, I have you know I I don't live but an hour from it, but I always fish there in the winter or in the early spring and sight fish there. Um, but as far as post spawn, I've never seen the lake, but. Um, I don't know. I I think that one will be kind of a typical hair spawn deal. Catching them on top water, catching them on jerk bait, maybe a fish head, something like that. And you know, there could still be a, if we have a real late spring, it could be a full blown sight fishing tournament. You know, there's no telling on that one
0: for sure. Here is the the one that I think is going to be the slug fest, and that's uh, Kentucky Lake May seventeenth through twenty.
2: Yeah, that one's going to be awesome um i love the fact that we're going there early it could be you know several different things going on that's why i'm looking forward to it the most i mean i love the deep fish i love pickwick i do it all the time i can catch them out there with the best of them but it's tough to catch them when you've got five people throwing at the same spots yeah, know, and Kentucky know a huh? lot different than pickwick because where pickwick probably has 70 or 80 deep holes they get on kentucky like has a thousand right so you know you can spread out more but um At the same time, if that early, you know, there won't be as many out deep, and it'll just, you'll still, you know, if there is any deep schools, they're going to get congested with a lot of traffic. But that early in the year, there'll be several things you'll be able to do, and, um, you know, that's one that I'm going to say is probably not going to get one out deep. Yeah, I, I agree. There will be some out deep. Don't get me wrong. Somebody's going to catch them offshore, but i think that turn will get one in less than 10 foot of water
0: and if they get in those flooded islands if it's a it's a mm-hmm. late spawn dude and you catch it right yeah. damn that could be amazing yeah. yeah
2: it could be a really good one <laughs> yeah. I, i'm looking forward to that i see that's the thing and i've been um voicing my opinion on it a little bit but the tennessee river has so much more to offer than deep summertime ledge fishing you know i Last year, at the end of March, um, me and my dad went fishing one day on Pickwick before I had to leave to go to Cumberland. And we caught, like, 27 pounds on a jig, you know, fishing some bluff ends and things like that. So, you know, I wish that I wish that we would come to the Tennessee River every year and stay away from that summertime. I mean, you know, we went to Gunnersville <coughs> last year, and those weights were a little bit off. But the guys that called them called them really good, you know. And, uh that was a lot of fun. I mean, we caught a lot of fish. I mean, I, I'm a little biased because I had a really good tournament, but <laughs> it. Uh, I, I I love the Tennessee River, and my least favorite time to fish it's in the summer. So I wish uh, I wish we would always go, you know, from that January to May period.
0: Absolutely, it'll yeah.
1: make for a little better TV too if you guys are whacking them shallow. <laughs> it's, at, at least sure for, for us, sure. I don't know. It's yeah, some people like watching sure. deep fishing, but I don't get it.
0: End of June, yeah, sure. end of June. Stop number seven the world-class lake saint Clair.
2: i have never um you know i've never been to a strict you know like a strictly smallmouth fishery i'm really looking forward to going to that one those fish should be like a spawn to a post spawn you know setting and uh i think it ought to be a whack fest they ought to be chewing They shouldn't be real deep they ought to be pretty easy to catch so i don't know you know exactly What'll be the deal? Probably a jerk bait or maybe sight fishing, throwing a drop shot to them, something like that. But um, that one's going to be really good. I'm looking forward to that one too. But like I said, you know, I I don't I don't have any real expectations to kill them or anything because I've never seen the lake and I've never been to a You know, just a smallmouth fishery. That's where I was targeting. But I mean, heck, if Jordan Lee can catch them there, then anybody.
1: <laughs> <could>. <laughs> hey,
0: uh, you thought about this a little bit, haven't you? I mean, you. Dude, I, I think about it every day. (laughs) I can tell you got you know you got a target on your back, right? For sure. So I I I need to show up and show out (laughs) because
2: they're going to be gunning for me for sure.
0: Man, we uh, we wish you the best of luck on that 2018 season, dude. Well, I appreciate
2: that. I'm looking forward to it, and you know I appreciate all y'all do, and um, it's it's
0: going to be a good ride. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man, thank you so much for for coming on the show here again, man. We were...
2: Anytime, man, I love it. We'll have to uh, we'll have to have another one soon, and maybe we can get me, Shane, and Brandon on there while yeah, together or something. That, um, during absolutely. one of the tour events,
0: we'll do we'll we'll multi Skype it. That's right. And we can
2: have a, a, a panel here. I, the biggest thing I'm just trying to do is get the Apache of bass fish and Shane lehue back on here because he's the real man. Yeah, yeah, we
0: know that. We know that Shane's baits. I've I've been killing them on that mini me. Oh man, uh, things dude, awesome. Those
2: things are so awesome. You know, it's <laughs> it's just you know to be a umbrella rig. It's made with the best components. You know that's that's what's so frustrating. You pay a bunch of money for. Um, you know, for a rig, and the arm breaks off of it, the second striper, you catch on it, you know, that kind of stuff. It's frustrating, and um, Shane makes all his products out of really good, high-quality materials, and you just don't have to worry about that.
1: Yeah, and if it dude. does break, you just pop a new arm on it. Exactly. exactly. Right.
0: Him and Troy, they put, a lot of, they put a lot of effort into that, man. That's for sure. Yeah. And, that's
1: exactly right.
0: And I'll, I'll give a little tip of the week here about that Mini-Me while I got you on. That Mini-Me umbrella rig dude you can throw that thing like a spinner bait yeah. around places mm-hmm. that you would not i mean that you would not even think about throwing an umbrella rig and yeah. they just, it's like they don't they've never seen nothing like that say like throwing it along lay downs and things like that yeah they,
1: it's it's light enough where you can actually get a can soft roll entry up. you can roll you know, cast. it's yeah. not it's not splashing like you just threw a bucket of rocks in the water they yeah
0: that's exactly right they crush it well that's what we'll do next time we will get the three of you guys on you shane and brandon and we'll we'll just have a good old time dude
2: that sounds good to me all
0: right man safe travels um knock them out Okeechobee, and thank you so much once again good for luck. coming on what? the
2: show dude I appreciate it, guys. I'll talk to y'all soon.
0: Awesome. That is your reigning Forest Wood Cup champion, Justin Atkins, right there. Hey, yeah, uh, I'm Pat oh, Renwick. We- Ryan Whitaker, Andrew Ellenberger over there in the producer booth. Put the power poles down. Don't go anywhere. When we get back, we got some Cox juice coming at you live. John Cox right here <laughs> on StrayCast. Hello, everybody.